0: Lock
1: and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to all of you. We're live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin. And all of you, as well as our good friend Shannon Joy, New York talk show host. She'll be joining us here shortly for the Dace Group. Let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook. You can also like us on MeWe, Gab, Parlor. Look for us there. Speaking of Parlor and Facebook, I hinted at this uh, a couple of days ago, but I'm making it official today. We are going to make parlor the central location won't be the only location but it will be the central location from henceforth where you're going to be able to go to get everything we have pushing back on covid panic porn and providing real data so if you want to make sure you don't miss any of that stuff follow us on parlor at steve dace if you like us on facebook you're not going to be getting any of that stuff frankly i'm just tired of dealing with the facebook science team And I'm actually starting to feel a little bit of guilt and remorse for what I have put our social media team through the last few months. They've not asked me to do this. I'm just going to do this out of the benevolence of my own heart. I have a substantial following on Parler. It's back online. I've got the app working. Things are zipping. So we're just going to go there. That is where, if you like what we're doing on COVID, the ongoing work there, that is where you're going to be able to find it uh, henceforth. All right. Uh, Also, if you're looking for clips of this show that you can uh, sample yourself and then share with others, go to YouTube.com slash Steve Dace and then Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. And if you liked the conversation we had yesterday about my new book, A Nefarious Carol, don't forget, you can get your copy today at Amazon.com or an autographed copy via Premier Collectibles. The link for that is pinned both to the top of my Twitter at Steve Day Show, and Facebook pages today. If you've had a chance to read the book and enjoyed it or listen to the audio version with my daughter and I, please leave us a five-star review on Amazon. Thanks to all of you that have uh, given us so much positive feedback already. So it is a Friday. Next hour, we'll get to some of the feedback that you have been sending to us. But of course, we begin, as we always do, with the Day Script. weekly look at the week that was brought to you by our friends over at Rough Greens. We do so many cool things for our pets. We cuddle, we walk them, we love on them, we groom them, we feed them, we give them treats, but we got to make sure we're giving them the nutrition they need as well because chances are that store-bought food that you have bought for your pet, it's stripped dead as a doornail, just like a lot of the human food that we buy today as well for the same reasons. Mass production, mass distribution, long shelf life. That's why we spend so much money on supplements for ourselves these days. It's not in our food foods anymore, we need to do the same for our dogs. Thankfully, they've got one. It's called Rough Greens VitaSmart. It's a, it's a powder that you mix in with your pet's food, and it'll make the food they love uh, even healthier. And they'll love the taste even more, if our dog cap is any indication. And if you want to see, if you don't see, with all the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, antioxidants, pre-probiotics that your pet's likely missing right now, put back in its diet. If you want to see, if you don't see a, a major boost of energy, vibrancy in, in, your health, in your pet's health in the next, uh, say, Two weeks or so. Try the 14-day Jumpstart Challenge when you go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com slash blaze. And let us begin, as we always do, with Issue 1, Bleep, Lord Nefarious Says. To be
2: clear, all the deaths in the nursing homes and in the hospitals were always fully, publicly, and accurately reported. Congratulations, Andrew, on your much-deserved Founders Award.
0: Governor Andrew Cuomo, you are the man. In the darkest days of the pandemic, your daily briefings, live from New York, gave us hope, gave us clarity, gave us the truth, and gave us something that we were not getting from Washington, leadership. Welcome
3: back. Probing the Cuomo administration, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Brooklyn, and the FBI reportedly now investigating how the New York governor handled the COVID-19 nursing home
2: deaths crisis at the height of the pandemic.
0: And some lawmakers talking about the threat of subpoena or you know, rescinding your emergency powers.
2: That is, That is a crime. You can't say... I'm a former assistant district attorney. You can't use a subpoena or the threat of an investigation to leverage a person. That's criminal.
3: You did your thing during COVID. New York was suffering. We were the epicenter. We were all in a crisis, in a panic, and every single day, you came on the airways, and you offered your strength, your leadership, and your direction, and your caring, and your heart. California basically in lockdown, and their numbers aren't that different from Florida.
2: Well, good morning, Stephanie. Uh, look, there's so much of this virus that we think we understand, that we think we can predict, that's just beyond a little bit beyond our explanation. Your administration had set a
4: goal to open the majority of schools in your first 100 days. You're now saying that means
2: those schools may only be open for at least one day a week. No, that's not true. That's what was reported. Uh-huh. That's not true. It was a mistake in the communication. So The CDC
4: guidelines suggest schools could opt not to reopen in-person classes if they're in a red zone with the high community spread that you just referred to. Uh, According to our analysis of federal data, that includes 99% of American children. And there are a lot of people out there watching who think like, I I thought the science said we should open the schools as long as that we take those safety steps. We're taking
2: the safety steps and we're not opening the schools. Everybody knows I like kids better than people. What is President Biden doing for my small business? First and foremost, he he nominated a woman to lead the
0: Small Business Administration.
4: The schools really do need more resources, and that's the reason why the National Relief Act that we're talking about getting passed, we need that. The schools need more resources. I'll try Business. one last time. I'll try one last time. Does okay, the president Does the president
1: feel that the teachers have to be vaccinated in order for schools to, to open safely? Yes or no?
0: The president believes that teachers should be prioritized
2: for vaccination. But he certainly would support a study of reparations uh, we understand uh, understands that we don't need a study to take action right now in systemic racism. So he wants to uh, take actions within his own government in the meantime. It's one thing now the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office.
0: Just some on because, um, we just don't know the side of, uh, basically modifying people's um,
3: the DNA and RNA. So- now what they're doing is they're taking the bags out first. Uh, then this resident left uh, with a garbage bag over their head, only saw them fleetingly For a couple of seconds or so, they went onto the Sky Bus by themselves, and then that bus was driven away with the driver in full PPE. Destination the Pullman Hotel, which will be
4: uh, their new health hotel. Bill Gates' advice on how to combat mistrust in science at 60minutesovertime.com. Sponsored by Pfizer.
1: First question. What was the best of the worst this week? And Shannon, not just as a guest, but ladies are first here on the program. Go ahead. Well,
3: I was gonna go. I was gonna start with the 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 teachers' issue, opening the schools, and the and the nursing home issue in New York State. But that sponsored by Pfizer. I mean, it just it brings me back to Andrew Cuomo and you know his cheap 2 a.m. infomercial when he had all the vaccines and he's like, look, it has a handy dandy carrying case and each one is equipped with a GPS system. I mean, it really is the cheapest sales trick uh, with these vaccines. But um, I think that. I'm going to go with my favorite, you know, the nursing home issue and the education issue. And I think that these two issues are coming to light, especially in New York State, because there is so much suffering right now being experienced by. Those who are in nursing homes, elderly uh, folks who have been locked down now for nearly a year, some of them in 24-7 isolation, they're only seeing their family uh, an hour a week, sometimes through the window, and it tr- truly is the most horrific conditions you can imagine. So aside from lying about the numbers and injecting, injecting COVID-19 patients into the nursing homes by executive order, you know, Andrew Cuomo is dealing with now thousands and thousands and thousands of New Yorkers who have mobilized from Syracuse to Buffalo to downstate to New York City who are not going away, and that that is led by Janice Dean. So this is why they're on the defense there, and it's the same with education in New York. The reason we're talking about opening schools from a federal level, they never intended to open schools, but it is because parents are beginning to mobilize, especially in New York State, but across the country, against the teachers' unions and against the state, taking back power with their schools. And they're acting in in a lot of ways like unions. They are pooling resources. They are hiring shark lawyers and we're going after local school districts. We're suing the superintendents. We're suing the the actual school districts. So this is also happening across New York state because parents are pushing back. There's so much misery involved with COVID-19 lockdowns that people are beginning to find their voices. And I think it's a good thing.
0: Todd. And it's in the context of that obvious misery that my favorite point is Jen Psaki answering Twitter and how businesses are going to be helped by saying first and foremost quote, we hired a woman <laughs> they i 'm a father of four daughters, okay so uh, you, you can't uh, uh, you can 't get me with the misogyny card but they 're stressing that the most important thing to help businesses get on their feet is that they 've got a gal in charge i this is, again, their flat-earth math, one plus one equals gender, whatever. I. It, it's, a, it's another example of in the face of real problems, trying to figure out how to land on the moon problems, where it just takes serious people getting down to brass tacks, and your answer is lipstick. I... I got nothing. I mean, there's just, it's such a level of invincible ignorance. It's so deeply, profoundly stupid. Invincible
1: ignorance. That is a line. That's that's a phrase, Aaron. Yeah, no, when when
4: Todd first said that a a few months ago, uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good line. I I think it's I think it's the juxtaposition at the end of the of the covid positive patient, one singular patient at the Melbourne, Australia Hotel. I think it was the Holiday Inn uh, in, in Melbourne, Australia. Coming out of quarantine with a trash bag on their head, Ow. getting onto a bus by themselves, driven by a bus driver with full PPE on their way to another hotel. Back to back with How to Combat Mistrust in, sp- in Science, sponsored by Pfizer.
0: I can't. I, I, yes,
1: that. <laughs> uh, exit question. On a scale of 1 to 10. (laughs) 10. With uh, 1 being Lindsey Graham's willingness to let himself get distracted by women. And 10 being the intensity by which Lindsey Graham will butt in between Cocaine Mitch and Orange Man Bad.
0: Are you okay over there? Yes. I'm very
1: okay. I'm happy. (laughs) He's happy. Rate this week's level of total depravity, Todd. (laughs) Shannon? Welcome I'm back to the locker ten. room, Shannon. How you been, by the way?
3: I'm good. Okay, good. All right. Permanent here in New York State.
0: Okay. All right. Permanent. All right, Aaron. Ten. Remember, sweet little Shannon when she's like two, three, so yes, so jaded. Now she's full on crazy. Yes. I love it. Yes.
3: Oh, Let's, I'm going to be in the detention camps. I mean, that's my prediction. I'm going to tell you my prediction already. Like, by but the
0: they'll be
1: run the by women, <laughs> so yes. it'll be okay. Yeah, First thing so- you need to know, Shannon, <laughs> is the detention camps will be overseen by uh, by women. The first thing you need to know, and the press right. corps plot Good, right? All right, and no matter which restroom you use, there will be uh, menstrual materials there available. Yes, and disposables. I was going to ask as well. Aaron
3: where was that photo? I thought that was going to make the list for, uh, you know, what's her face posing in front of menstrual pads.
1: Oh yeah,
4: <laughs> where was it? Sorry, I'll, I'll get that in next week. Hi,
1: How did Aaron. I miss this? What?
4: Yeah. So so Lauren Bobert, I, I believe, is the congresswoman, ha, the congresswoman from okay. Colorado. She yeah. she did some sort of Zoom call uh, posing in front of some rifles and guns. And so uh, and so to clap back at her, some rando uh, feminist or tranny or something online decided to pose in front of uh, menstrual products.
3: We're we're run yeah. by very stupid yeah. people. Hey,
0: we <laughs> should be thanking the Lord above that those menstrual products were still in the package because quite frankly You don't know what to expect no from you do people. not they they are Woo
1: I mean I've said this before, man. Other societies got Genghis Khan. Yeah. Ivan the terrible. <laughs> right? I mean, uh Kaisers, Bismarck, Napoleon, a better class of criminals. Yes we're going down to jessica yonov yes yes invincible where are the philistines where are the uh, where's the where's uh, give me a nebuchadnezzar that's a tap out if your society's tapping out to that if that's your instrument of judgment fine but it's just this is insulting it's not just depressing it's insult i'm insulted i'm insulted All right, let's get to issue...
3: We keep losing to them, Yes,
1: I know. (laughs) Issue three, Trump declares war. Or issue two, I should say. Trump declares war. Or does he? Last weekend, the Senate voted to acquit
4: former President Trump of his latest impeachment charges stemming from the events at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Seven Republicans voted to convict Trump, one who did not. Mitch McConnell, nevertheless, made this statement after the vote.
2: There's no question. None that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. No question about it.
4: This week, Trump released a statement slamming McConnell and others. Here are a few selections from that statement. Quote, the Republican Party can never again be respected or strong with political leaders like Senator Mitch McConnell at its helm. McConnell's dedication to business as usual status quo policies, together with his lack of political insight, wisdom, skill and personality, has rapidly driven him from majority leader to minority leader, and it will only get worse. The Democrats and Chuck Schumer play McConnell like a fiddle. They've never had it so good, and they want to keep it that Way. We know our America First agenda is a winner, not McConnell's Beltway First agenda or Biden's America Last. My only regret is that McConnell begged for my strong support and endorsement before the great people of Kentucky in the 2020 election, and I gave it to him. He went from one point down to 20 points up and won. How quickly he forgets. Without my endorsement, McConnell would have lost and lost badly. Now his numbers are lower than ever before. He is destroying the Republican side of the Senate and in doing so, seriously hurting our country. Mitch is a dour, sullen, and unsmiling political hack. And if Republican senators are going to stay with him, they will not win again. He will never do what needs to be done or what is right for our country where necessary and appropriate. I will back primary rivals who espouse making America great again. And our policy of America first, we want brilliant, strong thoughtful and compassionate leadership.
1: Just a second. I got to see what the wipes doing later. Um, can 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 we just re-rack that and watch it again? Can we just Can we just listen to those quotes some more? Um I I had nothing to do with the penning of that press release. I I there's some rumors floating around out there and I just feel I, it would be the responsible thing for me to say that no, I I had nothing to do with that. I just just wish that I would have If that is if that's all theater that's the kind of theater I've been waiting for right there. I mean, what I was just saying a minute ago, if we're going down, I want, I demand a conqueror worthy of this once great nation, right? If we're just going to do theater, then I want like Tropic Thunder. Like I could imagine Tom Cruise's character in Tropic Thunder giving that monologue. Can you imagine that? I could imagine that. Sure. That's, that's the kind of theater that this country needs right there. So will this even be, first question to you, Todd, will this even be a real war? Is it a winnable war for one side, and if so, which side? Or just mutually assured destruction? What do you think?
0: What's a real war in your stuff
1: that's, def- that's for you to define
0: mm, that. Okay, then.
1: You want me to define it? Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, like A serious effort, rallies in states to take out McConnell's selected primary candidates, things of that nature, all right?
0: Okay, yes, I think it definitely can be that, but I still think it's it's probably mutually assured destruction.
1: Meaning, you think if they they're serious they, about how much they hate each other, but cancel each other out?
0: Yeah, and okay. we we know that Trump if he rises to this he's not capable of just funneling the energy either he's totally quiet which he's managed to do for the most part so far but if he goes all in on this to his this, benefit
1: he, I mean it has brought all of his opponents and his movements opponents weaknesses all to the surface and as Shannon was just laying out a few minutes ago you're you're seeing them without orange man bad to straw man off of you're seeing that they have untenable und- indefensible positions
0: and he's going to hurt himself enough because of that level of energy he's going to play elsewhere plus it's going to be exhaust for a certain amount of the Republican electorate, it 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 just is, and they'll just about take anybody other than Trump.
1: Why wouldn't they just take anybody other than McConnell? That, so, you think that they would?
0: No, but this, I'm talking about. It's definitely going to destroy McConnell. But okay. why? Oh, there's a why blowback we're not going to get a winner. There's you. a okay. blowback factor. All right, all right. Correct,
1: Aaron. What do you think? So
4: I'm defining a real war as one with a body count, like a real body count, not just um, canceling each other out. So filling the vacuum, say, left by a Mitch McConnell if he's ousted in a primary with another Mitch McConnell because Jared Kushner and Daddy told you to back the other guy, that's not a a real war. That's just, that's Mm -hmm. malaise. (laughs) That's just circling the drain. So a real war with a high body count, So I I just don't, I don't see that happening because I think unless, unless this is just out of Trump's character we guys, it's like, it's like every time Trump does something like this, I'm fine with it. All right. Even with the rhetoric, I'm fine with it. I'm very, I want,
1: I'm on the record. I'm, I'm very fine yeah, with this rhetoric. I'm, I'm I just want to fine with re- the rhetoric. Re-stipulate that, When it, yes. when it comes to,
4: <laughs> down to brass tacks, though, maybe Trump will be different yeah, this time. Maybe Trump will be different this time. Maybe Trump will be different this time. He's not going to be different this time, guys. We had four years. Yeah. We had four yeah. years. Yep. Maybe he'll be different this time. No, he's not. So it's not going to be a real war.
1: Shannon, do I have to even ask you this question, or should we just skip yeah. to the next phase of the conversation? Because we yeah. all know your answer.
3: Well, I seem to remember in you know, 2016 yelping about the fact that Donald Trump, after being um, eviscerated by people like Mitch McConnell, aligning with McConnell in the first six months of his presidency, mm-hmm. he threw the but freedom in his, cro- his administration,
1: cro- as a matter of fact. Uh,
3: Right. He threw the Freedom Caucus off the bus. He took out uh, people like Ted Cruz and Rand Paul, attacked them and aligned with the swamp on day one. And McConnell had him for breakfast, lunch and dinner for four years. So the idea now that he's out of office and somehow he's a big, tough guy and he's going to go after McConnell, you know, maybe he's doing that for his own ego. It is true. We are in a civilizational battle and we do have to engage in a war for humanity and for our natural rights in this country country, but it's not going to happen with Trump at the helm. If anything, if Trump gets involved with this, he will distract from the very good work that is happening right now. When you see the removal of idols like you know, President Trump from the equation, it forces conservatives and people to realize that the answers are not in Washington, D.C. They are not in national politicians or even national movements. The answers are going to come within their own local communities as people begin a national resistance to this tyranny from the local level that's the answer and so I'm hoping that people aren't distracted from that with uh, Trump TV or a new Trump party
1: I am going to uh, disagree with all three of you that I think that this is absolutely sincere and you alluded to why I think so Shannon in your answer ego, the ego and this is this is why I've said I said things during the four years of his presidency like How many times did I say last year, can we get Anthony Fauci to tweet something insulting at Trump, Mm -hmm. right? Ultimately, and you learn this, man, if you coach kids, you raise teenagers, the last few years, I've done them both. You ultimately learn that you cannot motivate people by what you would like them to be motivated by. Yep. If that is, if you want to successfully motivate them, you can continue trying to motivate them on what you want them to be motivated by, if that, that's what you prefer, all right? But if you would like to successfully motivate people, you have to motivate them on the basis of what they're actually motivated by, right? What's, yeah, yeah. what's he motivated by? Trump. Yeah. yeah. Trump. He's motivated by the ego. That's the motivation. And this is a giant... Assault on his ego. he cannot allow it to stand. There is you've already got a guy who, shall we describe Matt Gates as what's a, what's a positive euphemism? Supportive. devoted. Oh, okay. De- devoted does is, is devoted to Trump. Is that fair? Sure. Okay. You've already got Matt Gates out there who, I think, has already done the whole Sandra G hope, hopelessly devoted song for Trump and he's out there pimping Ron DeSantis running for president okay I mean Ron DeSantis now has another thing coming out today on election integrity after he just launched a full scale assault on COVID stand with the schools three days ago it's like every twice a week Ron DeSantis just like laying down markers last week it was on big tech right okay and you can already he can't if he looks weak see people think that Donald Trump is impervious politically and the only thing that could have defeated him was them cheating in the last election which I believe they did but I don't agree with that because I I worked for the candidate which I I, I, whatever the hell is going on right now I don't understand it's literally I thought I would never ever see something dumber than let's keep apologizing to Ben Carson for something we never did for a month and then I watched the last 48 hours so it can get dumber but um, I worked for that guy. We beat him several times. We beat him right here in our own backyard when we went head to head for four or five, six months. There is a way to defeat Donald Trump straight up. The way you defeat him is you have to show you're better and stronger. Forget, forget the cult aspect of Trump's support. We've talked about that on this show for years, but it's really not the predominant amount of, of, of Trump voters. Yeah. it's just the most annoying segment of them okay mm-hmm. if to defeat him you have to come off the top rope you have to take the rhetoric that he uses to his advantage and substantively mm-hmm. show you're better on it than he is if he if he allows McConnell to pimp slap him like this and does not extract and it can't go it's, it can't just be this, this press release he must now follow through his ego is on the line he has to follow through here He must, particularly after putting out a statement at this level. He must do it. All right. Uh, It it will. This will do more damage to his future political brand if he wants to run again or at least wants that threat to dangle out there for his own benefit. He must respond. Now, I, I do. I think eventually a lack of a focus, the blowback factor that you talked about, that there will be some form of point of diminishing returns there always is with any human endeavor okay there's there's no way there's no way to get married to somebody else that's why you have to make all those vows and commitments what do the commitments say for better for worse richer for poor sickness and in health because those are the reasons you'd want to leave those are the points of diminishing returns any human endeavor has a point of diminishing returns OK, just Trump's get to be more obvious because of his persona. So will you at some point be proven correct? Yeah, because that's also human nature, right? That's why we have history books. Everything reaches the point of diminishing returns. But he's going to draw blood. He must. He has to. Will he be very strategic in picking fights that he probably likely would have won anyway? Yeah. But he has to make them bleed. He will look beyond weak weak especially with now, the, the, the dude down in Florida actually doing this stuff that Trump has just tweeted about the last
0: five years. He has to draw blood. So and, I think he's going to. And if that's his primary goal, that's a, that is winnable. But if his primary goal is electability, I, I don't know. What we see with Trump be- is
1: his primary goal, to, his primary mission is loyalty to him. That's the, and, and his ego, I'll, you know, I'll make you electable. I'll do a rally in your state and take somebody from 3% to 35 in a primary. No, I'm talking mayor about his
0: own electability. In four years, oh,
1: I think Trump's already. Trump believes he won the last election. I happen to agree with him, but um, he thinks he
0: won the last election. He think he does. He's not concerned about electability. He believes he's that's, electability incarnate. I I, well, I know he's not concerned about a lot of things. The question was though, is this is this going to be mutually assured destruction? <coughs> uh, and uh, by the I way, I'm totally, that, I'm totally fine with that option too. Yes. I,
1: I, I'm fine with that. I option. think that's
0: more likely than being winnable. For I'm totally his, fine.
1: Uh, I'm totally fine if Trump is is essentially the instrument that just. Blows blows these people up and clears the way for something else to take its place. I'm fine with that too. Let's get to the exit question. If the future of the Trump ditch war were lyrics to LL Cool J's Mama Said Knock You Out, which Mama Said Knock You Out lyrics would it be? A. Shadow boxing when I heard you on the radio, I just don't know. B. I'm rocking my peers, putting suckers in fear. Or C. Don't call this a regular jam. I'm going to rock this land. Aaron. A. A. Aaron says shadow boxing. When I heard you on the radio, Todd, uh,
0: I'm inclined to just narrowly go with A as well. Shannon,
3: does shadow boxing mean fake fighting? Yes, is that what it means? Like, yep. Okay, that's what I go with.
1: Yeah, I think I, I, I think the answer I, we all would like it to be B, but I think the answer is actually going to be C. You're gonna, there's going to be punches thrown, D- blood is going to be drawn. Likely, it will fall short of the carnage we would like but it's more than I think the three of you are expecting more of the days Group in a moment. What if I were to tell you, you don't have to make the choice anymore between eating healthier and tastier thanks to maybe the best thing that came out of 2020. And admittedly, It's a short list. But Built Bar, in fact, I went old school uh, for Built Bar time during the break and went to one of my original uh, mixed variety boxes with some toffee almond. Over 20 flavors, all covered in real chocolate. I'm I'm trying to save that new uh, coconut uh, brownie chunk and the chocolate chip cookie dough because those are so freaking good that I got to space those out. Can't spoil yourself too much, right? You know what I'm talking about, Todd. Right, you're into suffering. You like that. You save them for just any particular time, like no. I mean, like the seasonal ones, I do. Like, I've got an entire box of the caramel apple and and pumpkin chocolate chip cookie ones just sitting out in the garage. You know, for someday this summer when, when it's, you know, 70, or actually, I would love 70, 90, 100 degrees, and you're like, I, I'm looking forward to fall. Give yourself that little taste I of see, fall. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, over 20 flavors, all of them covered in real chocolate, all of them delicious, all of them well under 200 calories. In fact, a lot of them are 150 calories or less. Three to five carbs, grams of sugar per. Bar, that's it. Uh, You won't believe that they're only 150 calories. That's how good they are. Get uh, 20% off your first if you've never tried it before or next if you want to try it again. Order when you go to builtbar.com B-U-I-L-T for builtbar.com and use my name Dace as the promo code BiltBar.com promo code Dace. Trust me, you will not regret this. All right, let's get back to the weekly look at the week that was. There is our fourth member of t- uh, this week's panel, New York Talk Show host, Shannon Joy. Let's get to issue three. Rest in peace, Rush Limbaugh.
4: November 2nd, 1920 is largely regarded as the day broadcast radio was born in the United States as KDKA in Pittsburgh went on the air. It's now been just over 100 years since that station went on the air. 100 years of entertainment and information produced sometimes hundreds of miles away, beaming into people's homes. The radio of course quickly became a ubiquitous facet of American life at home in the car via satellite and now over the internet. But perhaps no man and left such an indelible fingerprint on that ubiquitous medium as Rush Limbaugh.
2: I know that I am so good at this that I make it look easy. <laughs> uh, many of you sitting at home think that you could do this too. You can't. For a third of the time
4: radio has existed in the United States, Limbaugh has been on the air. Limbaugh first went into syndication in 1988. By 2019, Limbaugh's weekly listenership was estimated at 15.5 million people per week with a reach spanning nearly the entire population of the United States. Limbaugh's success is largely explained by his own famous description.
2: Talent on loan from
4: but principally, Limbaugh just understood the medium.
2: I set myself up as the expert. I want to be the reason people listen to my program, the way I react to the guests, mm-hmm. the way things happen on my program, the things I might say the things I might do. I mean, I don't have, never have guests. I never do interviews. And most, a lot of what I do on radio requires people's imagination to be fruitful.
4: But perhaps more important than that, Limbaugh combined his talent, innate understanding of his medium with his worldview to give a voice to those who felt like they had no representation in the political mainstream. Because of that, he was dubbed the most dangerous man in America. This 1991 60 Minutes feature gives you an early idea of what Rush really represented.
2: I think I just happen to be saying what a whole lot of people think but don't have a chance to say themselves. Who is this guy and where did he come from? Well, he's a twice divorced college sure. dropout and failed disc jockey uh, who is waging is what enough? he calls cultural warfare skewering liberal sacred cows, environmentalists, feminists, militant gays, and animal rights activists, often with their own material. People have called you a sexist. Right. People have called you a homophobe. Right. Are you? Oh, of course not. I'm none of those things. I am, I am simply someone who views events in life and comments on them. I have my own version of what's right and wrong. You've also been called arrogant and pompous. Well, <laughs> I call it confidence. Attorney Gloria Alred, one of the country's most prominent feminists, says Limbaugh would get big applause at a Nazi rally. I bet you they didn't see the humor in it at all because these people don't have any sense of humor. He is hurting us,
3: and I can't emphasize that enough. He is trying to make us a joke so that we won't be taken seriously. And part of the problem with moving the women's movement forward is the trivialization of the women's movement.
2: Feminism was established so as to allow unattractive women easier access to the mainstream society.
3: That's the type of woman-hating statement that is perpetuated over and over again.
2: Will Williams heads a Rush Limbaugh task force for the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. I don't know how more clear it can be. He says Limbaugh is just the latest in a long line of radio and TV hate mongers. The overwhelming majority of the American people are not bigots. And when they find out about Rush Limbaugh types, as they did about Martin Downey Jr., and when they found out about Andrew Dice Clay, they step in and such people's careers take a dive. And you think that's what will happen to Rush Limbaugh? I think so. In his dreams.
4: Quick wit and biting humor was what enabled Rush to accumulate and hold those huge audiences week after week, year after year, and decade after decade.
2: Uh, Well, I I, I think one must, uh, if if one's going to discuss the uh, reasons why liberals are liberals, uh, one must first understand that liberalism is devoid of anything to do uh, with the intellect. Limbaugh
4: succumbed to lung cancer this week at the age of 70, leaving behind a lasting legacy, having created an entire industry
1: so there's really two parts to this conversation here one is ultimately his legacy but then two where does this medium and forum go the rest of the way and as a side note i i knew kdka was a historic radio station i didn't know they were the first one so they offered me a job once so i'll take that as a feather in the cap but let's get to the question what do you think Is Rush Limbaugh, Aaron, I'll start with you, the most consequential political figure to never hold public office in modern American history? And I'm going to define
4: modern as uh, post-1960, 1970. Is that all right? Anybody can Um, define modern the way you want. Sure. I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling to find a, a close second. A close second would probably be Phyllis Schlafly. I don't think there's much Mm. debate about that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of being able to uh, speak to a large uh, amount of people every single day and hold their attention every single day, there's nobody, not even a politician, honestly. Maybe the closest one is is Donald Trump, but we're not talking about uh, elected office holders. Nobody can hold a candle to what Rush Limbaugh did. And we'll go back to... What we've talked about multiple times on the air as well, you know, I I think we found out, especially after 2016, if if you don't have Fox News and Rush Limbaugh or both or one on your side, if you want to be successful in Republican politics, you're really facing a major uphill battle. You, You just are. Now Rush has passed on. Fox's popularity
1: has been dented. Exactly. Yeah.
4: So I think that basically speaks for itself Hmm. in terms of in terms of um, conservatives, what have you, right of center politics to have never held an elected office. I'd say it's um, it's probably Rush Limbaugh and then maybe space bar two space bars. The Phyllis Schlafly.
1: Back when the Republicans did the takeover of 1990, in 1994, they, with the contract with America, uh, New Gingrich uh, had him made an honorary member of that Congress back at that time. Shannon, what do you think? Is he the most influential non elected public official in modern history?
3: Yeah, I think it it is clear that Rush Limbaugh's impact on the body politic nationally over the past 30 years has been extraordinary. There isn't there isn't an equal to Rush Limbaugh outside of holding political office. And I think that, you know as a a fan, I consider myself a rush baby. So I started listening, even though I was nine, nine or 10, when I started listening to rush Limbaugh, I've been a consumer and a fan of, of radio my entire life. I was in the business of radio for 13, 14 years before I got behind the microphone. I was in marketing and advertising and sales on, on, in the back of the house, so to speak. And so, you know, even myself i mean even those of us who have microphones today are heavily influenced by rush limbaugh in the latter years you know i have found myself disagreeing with him in in so many ways and i think it's because essentially You know, he took politics and made it entertainment, and that's how he defined himself, right? It was – he was not an ideologue. He was not a a principled, uh, you know, activator or mobilizer. He was an entertainer. And so he took politics and turned it into a very interesting and entertaining show for so many Americans for so many years. And I think towards the end, it was when, at least from my perspective as a listener – You know, looking at politics and how politics is affecting my life and my kids, and we're feeling it so keenly today in 2021, I think that at some point it became, at least for me, not... Entertaining anymore, and quite frankly, scary, hmm. right? Like it's you know we're we're joking about Cruz versus this Trump versus that person, and it's all very funny and hilarious. Let's own the libs. This, but
0: you
1: know, the, I get the point you're making, and I'm, not, I'm I don't want I'm not trying to interrupt, but just short on time, yeah. so I want to make sure everybody gets to yeah, say. Yeah. But Aaron's Aaron's intro makes you, the point that you're making. Gloria Allred is, is 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 figures prominently in that 60 Minutes piece from 1991 about how bad. Rushes for the women's movement and things of that nature. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's a woman in 2021? I think that's what you're, you're talking about is that, that the things that were a threat level in that period of time are trite compared to the yeah. threat levels that we face today. Right. I, and you see that actually in that very clip, you see that. Todd, what do you think?
0: Well, if you'll recall, uh, when we were, I don't know how many years ago, at what point was Trump, was he president yet or not? But, uh, but I think it might have been we were reviewing um, Rush's book. But I think Trump may be the first Rush presidency i mean he's kind of the embodiment of what shannon's talking about there's a lot of truth to that yeah he's a frankenstein monster in some levels uh, of him but i don't think he's and i'm not diminishing him i don't think he's the most consequential i mean we have a jobs as steve said because of how consequential he is but i think in modern political history it's still probably mlk who's more
1: consequential that that you won't go wrong with that guess either yeah Or, or summation so let's we got a couple of minutes here before we have to get out Where does this go in the future? Anybody have a quick draw take on that? Where does this medium platform, where does it go in the future? If I can just
4: quickly surmise, I think all of our thoughts, Rush and the conservative media industry is incredibly, incredibly effective at pointing out the foibles, the flaws of leftist ideology, mainly that there is not one, there's no there there. Where this goes from here though, is is things like Daniel Horowitz is doing actually, and to use a word that Shannon just used a few moments ago, activating the consumers to actually take act, action. The left has that infrastructure down pat, that's where this goes from here. Uh, ceasing to take it from entertainment, but then going from entertainment to action—that that's where it goes. See,
1: Rush is the, Rush is a boomer. He he he's the last generation that grew up in a country that the founding principles still had some default setting dominance in in in, in certain places, and that's why I think that generation. I, I used to make these complaints about Christian conservative leadership of that era for the same reason, because that era grew up in. Hey, all we got to do. In the 80s and 90s and maybe even in the early 2000s, all we've got to do is get the silent majority out of the pews, vote Republican, hold the Visigoths back and just go on with our lives and get for the next two or four or six years. Generationally, that won't suffice in the era that we are in today. We can't just point out the negatives and then beat them at the ballot box. We have to have an affirmative narrative now. We have to reestablish a cultural identity and heritage now. It has been lost uh, over the course of several generations. So exit question if the future uh, i'm sorry we did that one already if the yep. future of terrestrial conservative talk radio were lyrics to a phil collins song which phil collins song lyrics would it be a well if you told me you were drowning i would not lend a hand b uh, now i know that i'm too young my life has just begun or c and as for me i can bide my time i've got nothing to lose if i speak my mind c what do you think shannon
3: I'm going to go with C. I think that uh, conservative talk radio is or it's very different medium. It's organic. People have been talking about the end of radio since television came in and then, t- you know, video came in. Like it's it, there's something very organic about long format conversation, okay. engagement with the listener. So I think it's here to stay. It's going to change, though.
1: Aaron,
4: I'm going to change just a couple of things, a Phil Collins song to I don't know any wo instead of I don't care anymore.
1: OK, let's get to predictions. Aaron, I'll go back to you. We have two minutes. Go.
4: Um, I, I think uh, let's see. The L.A. Dodgers will repeat as uh, as uh, World Series. Uh, they won that la- uh, last last year, didn't they? Yeah, they mm-hmm. won. us. So they'll repeat this year and they will go over their win total.
0: the equality (laughs) act now before congress congress will actually um perhaps organically or they might actually be making it happen behind the scenes this year in high school track meets in the coming months we are going to see multiple cases that the stories are brought to national attention by the fawning press of transgenderism in uh sports shannon what do you think
3: I think that we might begin to see schools fully reopening uh, perhaps by the end of this year.
1: Um, I'm gonna actually change the prediction that I had. I think you're gonna see, when you say this year, are you mean the calendar year or the end of the academic, current academic year?
3: I think we might see some action by the end of the current academic year.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. In fact, I'm, my prediction is the rate of reopening is going to dramatically accelerate mm-hmm. over the next 60 to 90 days on yeah. virtually every front.
0: Well, Cuomo needs to change the subject and fast. But how mm-hmm. much yep. control does he have over the teachers union there? I mean, they're in finding- control.
1: And it goes back to that. The map that the CDC put out last week was the death knell. Now, that, it, it, it's such a calamitous, indefensible Position and it's and it visualizes it in a way that's so easy for everybody to understand. I can just look at this picture. Yeah, I don't have to follow six months of Steve Day's data post on a Facebook Districts page. Districts that have
0: been in school yes. since September going, um, come again? Yes,
1: what? it's it's just such in defiance of the reality so much of America is living that it and it's just such an obvious obvious uh, statement that we're owned by these dreaded loathsome yeah. teacher unions. It, 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 it's not defensible ground, and I think I think the the rate of reopening will dramatically accelerate here yeah. over the next 60 urban, to 90 days
3: urban school districts urban school districts i think you're seeing it in chicago we're seeing it here mm-hmm. in new york state it, it's a big deal shannon kids. good to see
1: you as always all right take care mm-hmm. we'll come back feedback friday coming your way next right here on blaze tv radio and podcast And greetings we're back with hour two live and on demand on blaze tv radio and podcast steve dace here with aaron mcintyre Erzin, and all of you as always let us know what you think about what we think email the show steve at stevedace.com that's d-e-a-c-e you can like us on facebook me we gab all those places just look for steve dace there parlor is where now that it's back up and running, we have a substantial following on Parler. Parler is going to be the one place. It'll be other places as well, except for Facebook. I'm I'm just done fighting with them. All right, but um, Parler is going to be the one place that you will be able to know for sure going forward. All of the COVID pushback uh, data that we show, going to make sure that you can get it in one place for sure. You'll be able to get it by following me, uh, Steve Dace at Steve Dace, on Parlor. If you're looking for uh, clips of the show that you can sample, then share with others. Go to youtube.com uh, slash Steve Dace or rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. And again, the last name is D-E-A-C-E. For those of you that listen to the podcast, we appreciate you. Please show your appreciation for us. Hit that subscribe button, whichever podcast platform you use. Leave us a five-star review because the more of those we get, that's if you like us anyway, uh, the more of those we get, the more it helps the show to grow. We appreciate the thousands upon thousands of you that have done those two things for us. Already. All right. Feedback Friday. We'll begin here in a moment. But first, let me tell you about Omega XL. If you are struggling with pain, the back, knees, neck, shoulder, for me, it's a, uh, a left hip flexor issue. Now, if you've got an injury, of course, I always say this, go get an injury treated medically. But if you're dealing with that pain, stiffness, soreness uh, in those stiff joints, aching muscles, it's probably inflammation. You want to check out a product that I use each and every day called Omega XL. Here's what makes it different than those topical rubs or the pain relievers you buy. They do help to relieve the pain and to mask the pain, but they don't deal with the inflammation that caused it in the first place. And that's where Omega XL comes in because if you don't, tr- if you don't t- take advantage or take charge of that inflammation, it can cause a serious injury a little later on. So if you want to give Omega XL a shot, if you're You're suffering from those aches and pains and stiffnesses. Give Omega XL a shot with a buy one, get one free right now. Buy one bottle, get a second for free. When you visit OmegaXL.com slash Steve, that's OmegaXL.com slash Steve, or call 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888.
0: Might I step in really quick and tell you based on your prediction? Here in real time, just tweeted in Cuomo's uh, press conference today, pushing teachers' unions to quote, must open.
1: They are they they are, it, it, there's just some things that even no matter no matter how much dominance you have of an infrastructure you 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 when there's a reason we have revolutions. so it's like sometimes we forget our own history, like like when we got pushed to the brink by a british crown and people said that's an untenable position i mean we've tried to negotiate we've we've how many times have we sent emissaries ambassadors to the court of king james and just get rejected every single time we then tried an act of civil disobedience with the boston tea party we you there's a reason revolutions are fought because If you ultimately, when the system says to people, you'll get nothing in like it. That's the deal. Uh, Here's the offer. You slit your throat or we'll slit it for you. You put people in a position where they don't have an alternative. There are scores of people that voted for Joe Biden. They might have been stupid. They might have been dumb. I wouldn't argue they were. But in their minds... How many people do you think voted for Joe Biden cuz they're in on I hate America? And how many people voted for Joe Biden based on I can't stand Donald Trump and he's the reason we can't get any any of this under control? Do you think the numbers at least 50-50 cuz I actually think it's actually much higher than that. As do I. Yeah. You can't sit there. Remember how people felt. We talked about this after after the election was certified. Watching the college football national championship game like three days later. And they're all on, after the game, they're all like, man, all these lefty sports broadcasters on ESPN doing the post game. Can't wait till we get back to next year with fans and we're back at the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You cannot then tell those people, we're the ones that can deliver this for you. And then they're like, well, we can't deliver this for you. They may not be pro-life. They may, they may be silently fuming over watching their daughters lose a, a spot on the, on the track team to a trainee, but then not say anything about it. They may be the last people that when the Visigoths come over the wall will run to the battle. But they're not communists either. Nor... By the way, can we on, can we pre-COVID lament how these people are too drunk on the comfort of America and then just assume that they're just going to put up indefinitely with those comforts being taken away? You know, we can't assert just like we criticize the other side of, of, of the argument for asserting things that are not mutually uh, reconcilable and, and congruent all the time. We are when we assert that that's not congruent either. Either they were too drunk on Americans' Americana's comforts, or they weren't. If they were, then wouldn't it reckon that sooner or later they'd want those damn comforts back? I was banking on it last yeah. year. Now, it took longer than we thought. I think a lot of it was because they didn't like the guy in the White House. They didn't like him. Well, he's not there now. You don't have Tricky Dick to kick around anymore. Orange Man Bad's not there. So the other side now has to make these arguments. All people are sinful, I've said over the years, but they're not all stupid. There's a lot of people that know Joe Biden got fully vaccinated before he even became president. And he's on there claiming we didn't have any vaccines. These aren't tenable positions. And when you put out a map, that was the final straw. That's the, that's the straw that broke the camel's back, man. This, their whole narrative was lost with that CDC map. The whole narrative was lost because it's so easily understandable. I can look at that map. So wait, my my kid's been in school all this year? We went to all their sporting events? Granted, we were limited, only family could go, we all wore masks, but you're telling me we we shouldn't even be in school? That doesn't make any sense. And you know why, Todd, it doesn't make any sense? Because it doesn't make any sense. Because it doesn't make any sense. You can triangulate all that and, and transpose and project that on the orange man bad, especially when he is surrendering his presidency to the fiend, Anthony Fauci, and letting him letting him set the narrative. Can't do that anymore. Now he's gone. You made promises to all of these people to bring back their country to not lock to another lockdown, but lock down the virus. So got to deliver now. You have to deliver. And they are, they don't have, if folks, if they can't stand up to the questioning of Jake Tapper and Savannah Guthrie types who have carried their water repeatedly for the last, since Donald Trump came down that escalator, if they can't stand up to the scrutiny of the likes of them. What would the what's the argument that the Democrat gubernatorial nominee next year is going to make to Ron DeSantis in a debate? These aren't even these aren't even <laughs> these aren't even like scary fights. They're ass whoopings. These are indefensible positions. Every answer is well. We're just totally beholden to the teachers unions, and we just do what they tell us to do. Uh wrong, wrong. Why, why is, we talked about this off the air, didn't bring it up on the air. Why was Samantha Guff, Guthrie losing her damn mind on Kamala Harris yesterday? Didn't even introduce her. Hey, the vice president's here. Let's get some damn answers. And just went off to the point you can visibly see Kamala Harris stick a step back in the interview trying to gather herself. Because she's also not that smart. Where's Willie Brown when you need him? Anyway, um, you know why? Who's predominantly watching the Today Show talk?
0: Soccer moms, soccer moms.
1: Who's the big new voting block they just they just claimed in the Trump era? Those exact same people. And now you're telling them that unless they lived in inner <laughs> Unless I live in International Falls, Minnesota, during arguably the harshest winter in America in the last decade, my kids should not be in school or doing extracurricular activities. That's not defensible to anybody with an IQ over three
0: can you believe they all got in a room together, produced that graphic, and said, yeah, we should release this.
1: Yes. I can't, I can't believe that happened. I, I can't either. I can't believe it. And, and that's and that's because the and the only explanation is we just can't betray the teachers' unions, and we just have to trust that people are this stump this dumb. They're not that dumb. This is a repeat of what my entire career has been. The two undeniable laws of American politics count on Republicans to preemptively cave. That's what Trump did. And it wasn't just. It, and we're not talking about the 15 days to flatten the curve. It was the. That's not where he lost the narrative. And we even said at the time, no one would have, no one really, really, could blame him for saying, man, I'm getting a lot of dire stuff. Let's just sit this one out for a couple of weeks and see what happens."
0: It well, was the he next, actually won it there because it was in fact flat.
1: Correct. It was the next thirty days to yeah. slow the spread. That's when he lost the narrative. Right there, that's that's what set all the wheels in motion for him not getting reelected. That that's what made Fauci ultimately ascendant. That's what provided the rationales for these blue state governors. Because keep in mind, what have I also over always said over the years? Bad Republicans always lead to worse Democrats. So Trump does thirty days to slow the spread. These blue state governors do. We're doing Pyongyang then. Right? I mean, if the Republican moves the bar here, the Democrats like, that's the new baseline. Go way over there now. That's what happened. And he lost total control of the narrative. Never got it back. Never got it back.
0: We likely wouldn't be wearing masks
1: now. No, he we would not. Yeah. That, this all comes from that one decision. Right there. Well, he's not there now for them to all blame. It. it <laughs> laugh about Pfizer sponsoring the segment on science realism on 60 Minutes, but does it does Pfizer's stock price is it helped with Joe Biden claiming and Kamala Harris claiming, we just can't get these vaccines to people. Does that help in Pfizer's stock price? Does that help? Do you think that mm-hmm. helps? No. You know, it helps Pfizer's stock price. All the clips on the nightly news have seen people getting injected with the vaccines. That helps the stock price. Of uh, The White House claiming we just can't get these vaccines to all these people doesn't help. Doesn't help. This White House used its platform. As I said last week, I, it was, it's one of the dumbest things I've seen in my career. It's exactly what the Republicans did with Obamacare. Let us win office. Take power by destroying the weakest policy decision the previous administration made and and promising to undo it and make it right. And then once we get power, we don't. So that then all that blame gets gets transposed back to us. And now in the next election, we lose 40 House seats where the number one issue is health care because we gave back that issue to the party we took it from because we didn't act. That's what the Democrat Party is doing right now on covid People are tired of this. Want their country back. Now there's now now within that there's a lot of disagreement. Does that mean we mask everywhere we go? If we take there's going to be ancillary debates in and around what behavior we're allowed to engage in as things get back to normal. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. There are, those debates will continue on. But the meta narrative they have lost that narrative. They're not getting it back. Jorge's out of the barn. They can't recover it. That's why their own media has turned on them. This is, a le- this is a level of, of lie the media cannot sustain because it's not sustainable. Literally, the White House is arguing, guys, that the Earth is flat. The White House is literally arguing we never put a man on the moon. The White House is literally arguing against gravity, physics. Literally. Literally, just put out a map last week and said the Earth is flat. Here's our proof. You can't, that's not defensible, guys. Outside of their own cult, That's not defensible to anyone else. That's why you're watching. This whole thing is unraveling right now. Suddenly vaccines. I've said this. I said this for years before this even came up with COVID. I used to say this when Todd would go and and Todd would get after people and they get after him about vaccinations. I'd get notes. Some of my peers in conservative media. You work with a guy that doesn't believe in vaccines. Aren't you worried?
0: No, not really. Can you guess why I'm not worried? Really? Can you guess maybe why I might not be worried? Because you actually believe vaccines do what yeah. they say they're supposed to do? Because I believe in
1: vaccinations. I mean, if, if, if dude, if the Erzin family just blows up the entire vaccination herd immunity program, your vaccines suck. You sold me, you actually just kind of proved this argument,
0: really, in a way. As you know, I have with a doctor himself. Yes. He said they said would be worried to sit his kids next to mine. I said, but your kids are vaccinated. vaccinated. He had nothing. He's a doctor. So
1: I can take, I can go to Haiti, the worst country for yeah. for deprivation and the most tragic nation in our hemisphere. And as long as my vaccination and boosters are up to date, State Department, let me come and go. But I can't sit next to an American. The vaccines, boy, they, they push back against Haiti but not a suburban american family. Come on, man. So now we've got Fauci out there saying today, well the vaccines actually do stop the spread. Well, isn't that what they're both the do? are cert? I thought that with how they worked. Anyways, that's what I read in the textbooks. This has all been lies. They just politically got away with it because of orange man bad. He's not there now. And they could have gotten away with it a little bit longer if they would have just given in on the school issue and like, tried to keep everything else in place, all right, let's try the schools and see how it works. But we got to have you know 75 things of uh, plexiglass. You know they could, have, they could have done that. And the families would have been like, I'm just so anxious if my kids get back to school. We'll just, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, right? But they didn't do that, did they? No. No. They came out with arguably the most ridiculous chart in American political history. And they're dying. It's a millstone around their necks, man. They're drowning at sea. You're watching it play in real time. Because they forced these families into a position where I, you've, you're offering me nothing, so I have to fight you. I have to fight you. You offered me no accommodation, so I have to fight you. You gave me nothing always count on Republicans to preemptively cave. That's what the Trump administration did last year. And then count on Democrats to way overreach in reaction to that caving, thus self-generating their own blowback. We're in the self-generating blowback phase now. Now, what's going to really blow your minds is we're going to be sitting here in May, June, or July. Mark my words. We'll be sitting here May, June, and July, sometime when the weather is much hotter, laughing about, you remember when they put out that CDC map? Because they're going to go from trying to from looking stupid fighting this right now. And they're fighting a, lo- a war they've already lost. They lost. And they're going to figure that out. And when they do figure that out, they're going to turn this around by, by this summer. And, and then start taking credit for reopening all of this. They're then going to turn around and say, see, we told you if you elected us, we wouldn't shut the country down. We'd shut down the virus. Joe Biden out there. You know, uh, uh, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling at the first throwing out the first ball, the Washington football team game this fall. That, that that's that's when their whole machine will will memory hole all of this. So it'll be like, the, you know, in Men in Black, they'll just hold the thing. Ding, and, and, and what was that? Now we'll have all the receipts, but we'll just be talking to ourselves. So prepare yourself for that. There will come a time here sometime between memorial day and labor day where they're going to take credit for reopening the country doing the reopening that we're forcing them to do right now and that's when you're going to see their all the media that's going after them right now that's when you're going to see all their media then help them do that just completely retcon that and it'll it'll be marvelous in our eyes it'll happen just like faster than you can say vegas shooter that's that will that is going down that'll be the next stage of the operation because they're not taking the L if they can avoid it. And then it'll just be a matter of whether or not there were enough Republican governors out there who, who successfully pushed back at this that they can make the case in the next midterm election, hey, that's a lie. They're gaslighting you. It's like Obama saying, you can keep your doctor. Don't let him get away with that. But if Republicans are not actively and aggressively right now pushing reopenings, in light of what's going on, they're going to be outflanked by Labor Day. By Labor Day, you're going to see the Democrats say, see, we told you. We told you if you put us in charge, we know going to do this thing. We'd get you back in charge. We would get your life back. That's coming next. Let's get to some feedback. This is from Mia, who writes, after you predicted on air that Tom Brady would win the Super Bowl, I went to my husband. I told him, hey, Steve Dace says Tom Brady's going to win the Super Bowl. My husband responded with Steve Dace is smoking crack. I went back to my husband after Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. I guess Steve is a prophetic crackhead. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I like that. That made me laugh. Now that, by the way, if I ever get famous enough to, to justify memoirs, how about titling it Prophetic Crackhead? <clears throat> Todd, your thoughts.
0: The Life and Times of Steve Day's Prophetic Crackhead. That's a good garage band name, but... That's
1: a great garage band (laughs) name, too. You're right about that. Prophetic Crackhead. I like it. Uh, Joshua Lewis in Turlock, California, says, after spending the fall and winter trying to change minds with data and reason at the high school where I teach and in the community where I live, we finally had an organized pushback against the school district. the The recent school board meeting... Many parents and students showed up. See, here we go. Many parents and students showed up and absolutely torched the school board for continuing to keep our kids out of school. However, all of the speeches after all the speeches, the school board came to the conclusion that we, the people, do not have the information that they have. That they know what is best, and that is after two board members were even ousted in November's election. These people are legion. The people supposedly on our side are cowards. They disgust me. I know that we voted for this, and that you will say kneel before Zod because I live in California, but I refuse. <laughs> At this point, I'm advocating for high school students to just show up in person to their first period class and demand their education. No more pleading. It's time to call the district's bluff. We both know they have nothing. I'll keep you updated. Josh, do you know why I say things like that to people like you? You're just a punk. Just take it. California, everybody knows you guys don't care. Shut your hole. Know your role. And kneel
0: before Zod. Why do you think I say that to people like you? Piss them off into action. Ah, yes, Josh. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, I'd say, Josh, you're close. You're really close to the appropriate level of anger you need to win this fight. Give in to the hate. Take the next step. What you want to do there, assemble the students for class. Oh, yes. Just make sure you give us a heads up so we can get all of our media outlets there. Get the video and, dis- and and distribute that everywhere. Let them... Why do you hate the kids? You don't want to the kids back into the school? The kids want to go to school. Why do you hate children? See, this is how you win the argument. Yes, you're almost angry enough to win. Almost. I don't blame you for... It takes a while to get there. I get it. You tried it the real way. You had an election. You even tried to make an example out of a couple of school board members, right? First of all, props for going that far. Too many people haven't even gone that far yet. They didn't get the message. So you're going to have to really kneecap them this time from a PR standpoint. Really shame the hell out of them. Absolutely. The next thing those parents need to do now is show up with their kids at the schools demanding to be let in. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what you should do. Yep. Just make sure you're rolling all kinds of, of, uh, you all have your camera phones on while you're doing it so we can send that video out to everybody in the country. Yep. See, Josh, I think you're actually closer to winning than you think you are. Don't be discouraged at all. You're closer to winning than you think you are. Michael writes, we lost an icon, someone I listened to for over 30 years. Rush Limbaugh was part of my daily routine for all of those years. I became a Blaze TV subscriber about eight months ago, and then I found this guy, Steve Dace. Your show has become number one on the listen to list. As Rush took up to three hours of my day and someone I learned a tremendous amount from over the years, you guys uh, are going to be the replacement, hoping that uh, somehow you'll come on for three hours as well. All they got to do is offer us the right amount of money, right? offers the right amount of money. We will talk about a third hour. You bet. Okay. Uh, The baton is going to be passed to others um, and others will try to pick it up. But in my opinion, you guys uh, might be best suited to continue on. Well, first of all, here's why I read this. And thank you, Michael, for the kind words. I, I have probably gotten a couple dozen or so notes like this in the last few days. And... Uh, number one, let me just say this. Um, we're incredibly honored to even have sentient beings somewhere in the nine realms think we are worthy of of picking up that legacy, right? But number two, I, I don't think anybody can. Um, and I think that's why there's so much honoring of that legacy here in the last few days. I think there's a recognition that this was a moment in time and it, it won't be, it won't be repeated. Now that doesn't mean though, that there could not be another moment in time for a time such as this, right? It wasn't just his talent. I mean, that, if it's not prodigious, it's not successful. But the timing of it, AM radio dead. What are we doing? What are we going to do with all of these signals? We need content to put them on. Let me tell you, as somebody who tried to do an independent show, um, it's incredibly difficult to get on radio stations that anybody can hear on your own. Outside of, two or th- outside of three companies, basically. Four if you want to throw Intercom in there. Intercom, Salem, iHeart. Cumulus. If you're not on one of those, if you're not aligned with one of those four companies, it's it's really hard. There's some still some great independent stations. I think of KXEL in Waterloo here, for example, in Iowa, has a tremendous signal. But it's really hard to get on stations that people actually listen to, and that they can hear if you're not aligned with one of those four companies. That's why we had to work our way to the point that we could get aligned with one of those companies. When we finally got aligned with Salem, that wasn't the case in 1988. So you had a lot of great signals, heritage signals like WHO where I came up or KDKA. These are great signals of heritage and, and power that we're looking for content. Particularly the time period he was asking for. He wasn't asking for, hey, I know you got your local show on afternoons or your morning zoo show. I, I'll do 12 at noon. What the hell were we running on AM radio in 1988 on 12 noon? Nothing. Doesn't cost us anything to put this guy on. Let's see if it works. It's just so hard to follow that model again. Now the technology that we have today makes it possible. But I think it's it's so democratized now that and I think that's a good thing. I, I think it's a good thing that there can instead of now being one rush, there can be 20, 30, 40 people of simultaneous consequence. And then you the consumer you know, there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. Weigh and measure everybody's takes, thoughts, tactical analyses. And and now I think the next stage is the empowering of you to go beyond empowering the the host because he is saying what you wished you could say and he's saying it for you and he's your he's your proxy. That's the first phase. I think it's time for the next phase now, where we 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 give the power back to you. Go take over your legislature. Go take over your school board. Go take back your country. That, um, the answer is us. Do you have any thoughts on that?
0: Uh, yeah, I think the main difference that moment in time. The, the new Rush or whatever, the difference is going to be results. Dr- and, and not just electoral results. Rush is obviously responsible for electoral success. But listen, he's if he's at the top of this food chain, we talk about on this show all the time, what issues in Rush's tenure have we gained ground on? We've lost on way more ground than we've
1: won. I would argue, other than guns... I think we're beginning to gain ground, actually, on the life issue. Substantively... For the first from, time from in your my lips career, to
0: God's ears, Amen. But that's the guy who. It's less. Of, uh, it's it, it it it. We it's a pro, It's a proven failure now for whatever reason. We can argue about that. That just the mere political success. Steve, you've laid it out on the number of seats in state uh, 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 legislatures. Uh, how many Republicans held uh, during the Obama administration? But that doesn't necessarily lead to issue success. The issues that the principles have got to be primary. They, they, you decide what a principle is important. It immediately mobilizes grassroots. Those wins happen, and those wins spur on electoral success. That's the new paradigm we have to achieve.
1: Oh, sorry,
0: personal situation
1: came up. I have to address. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> One thing we did learn this past year is, you know, some of the old-fashioned stories about preventative health and vitamin C, vitamin D, all that stuff turned out to be truer than ever, more necessary than ever. And that's where products like BrickHouse Nutrition come in. That you, It gives you an opportunity to take as much charge of your health and what you're putting into your body uh, as much as you possibly can, because you never know when the system may shut down again once they've done it to you once it gets easier to kind of do it again in the future that's also where products like field of greens come in loaded with antioxidants field of greens packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables plus uh, things like beets green tea that are also good for you as well this is a powerful combination that helps support heart health healthy immune system metabolism blood pressure digestion it's part of my everyday regimen uh complete with the pre and probiotics that you're looking for as well because the digestive system's the Largest immunity system in the body is in the gut, so just one scoop in any glass of water-based drink, stirred up, and you're good to go. Give it a shot right now at brickhousesteve.com. Get fifteen percent off your first order when you go there and use the promo code Steve. Fifteen percent off of your first order of Field of Greens. They've got a wide variety of flavors now for Field of Greens too. So if maybe something more fruity than veggie is your is is your thing, or somewhere in between, they can do that for you at Field of Greens. With brickhousesteve.com, promo code Steve. brickhouseSteve.com. Promo code Steve. 15% off your order with that promo code Steve at brickhousesteve.com. Uh, sorry for the little false alarm there. I something popped up on my phone I had I thought I had to address right away. Nothing major, but I figured you were going to give an answer longer than you did, so I had time to address it. And I and you didn't. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm, so here we were. I saw you doing it, but I'm so used to you multitasking and, you know, That's
1: You're right, because I, I do this like four or five times a day. No, but my bad. All right, so let's go on. Didn't anybody get worried or anything of that nature? We're good. Okay. Uh, Nicholas writes, as we continue on with Feedback Friday, I think you could do an awesome sports podcast with Jason Whitlock, who is currently a free agent. Any chance that that team up could occur? Um, I, I, I will say this. I have no idea. I... I don't need another gig. I'm pretty busy at the moment. There's some things though, that if they were to come up, the, the opportunity of the impact that they might have would cause you to at least, can that go, can that be fit in? What could it replace? If they offered me the chance, they said, "Hey, what would you think about doing a sports podcast? Which would be sports and more. Essentially, you'd be the because now sports is a battlefield, a minefield for uh, you know another um, arena for the culture war in America. I-, I would absolutely at least look to see if if I could make it work." I may not be able to with everything else I have going on, but I think the potential impact that that kind of an endeavor could have, I I mean, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be me if I didn't at least consider, could I fit that into the other things that I do? It'd be fun. And it would be a ton of fun. Yeah, it would. Matthew in Bulgaria. I think this is the first note we've ever gotten from Bulgaria right is it can you guys recall a note from Bulgaria in the past say hi to Yosef Rediyanov for me
4: (laughs) he's a family friend great violinist master master violinist yeah we're in
1: leave it to the guy who can't bring himself to watch Rudy to have a
0: shout out in Bulgaria (laughs) we're never going to get that Jason Whitlock gig at this rate <laughs> oh gosh Sorry,
1: you're a butte man you are a butte
0: <laughs> Whitlock called uh who wants to do the show but is that uh McIntyre character and is Bulgarian humor going to be involved <laughs> yes, in any we way a separate producer for that one maybe
1: maybe a North Korean producer <laughs> uh, Matthew Bulgaria writes, almost four years ago, I sold my house and business in California, moved my wife and three boys out on the mission field to Bulgaria to share the gospel. There's a Bulgarian street sign that hangs in my house. I bought it as a cool decoration, but now it serves as a daily reminder of how we can't grow weary, resisting every step towards communism. It's named Freedom Street. I, brought this sign, or I bought this sign at a flea market here in Bulgaria. I thought it was cool until a Bulgarian friend came over to my house and told me that this was made during the communist reign, meaning the communist government went around and renamed streets and called them things like Freedom Street. Times when Orthodox priests disappeared for preaching something the government didn't approve of. And were replaced with communist members, times when Protestant Christianity was banned altogether, times when thousands of citizens were executed for being enemies of the state, times when you had to pick from an approved list of names to name your own children, times when your land and farm were forcibly taken by the government. Times when contact to the free world was forbidden. Times when freedom wasn't so free. Now Freedom Street hangs in my home as a reminder of what to be thankful for. Thankful to God for my freedom to worship him. Thankful to God that I can still freely preach his name. Thankful to God my pastors back home in America don't have to be worried they might be kidnapped and executed. Thankful to God I'm not dead in a ditch somewhere for simply professing Christ as my savior. Please remember this if you think others are being too patriotic for America that's a powerful perspective yes and I think the things you talk about there Matthew in in my book um, truth bombs one of the the big tenets of the book is trying to draw a distinction between a partisan and a patriot and a, a a partisan will say things like "America, love it or leave it." A patriot may say, "I love America, so I have to leave it if this is what it's going to become." It's it's abandoned the the moorings, the 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 plumb line, the foundation it was founded upon. And I think what I hear you articulating is is that's what real patriotism should be is rooted in and, and should be. I don't think. I, and i've been very hesitant over the last few years about encouraging church direct church political action because i tried that originally and i i saw it was very difficult for the church to not become a mascot for a political party to hold on to its prophetic role. Um, but I, I certainly would not do anything to deter the church for showing patriotic love for this country based on what you just said. Because where do those those values that you are... And those principles that you're cherishing, Matthew, where do they come from? Did they originate with America? No, they 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 are actually civic, exegetical applications of our belief system is what they are. And that's what they are. So in a way, I kind of feel like rejecting a patriotic love for a country founded on those values, in a way, is kind of abandoning or being ashamed of some some aspect vestige of your own faith but I think that's also though when it departs those we should be the first people convicted to call it back and not let it go and A country that abandons a fundamental like gender, I'll say it for Todd this time, a country that does that is going to abandon all those other fundamentals, Matthew, that you articulated. Because they're not, they're not abandoning gender. They're betraying their father, their maker, their creator. James says, if tomorrow you were told you are the owner of your favorite football team and have full reign to make the hiring and firing decisions to make the organization that you want them to be, who would you hire and what would that look like? Do you have a type of coach, coaching philosophy? Um, I assume we're talking about pro teams, but he said it could be a college team instead. Uh, if, if I had a college job open, I'm going to find out if Matt Campbell at Iowa State wants it before I ask anybody else anything else. Because somebody who knows that situation up there very well covered it every day for many, many years. Um, w- what he has accomplished at one of the historic... Not even really also rants. Iowa State had to work hard to get to also rants status. Um, uh, you know, doormats. I mean, Iowa State's one of the few schools ever that went on NCAA probation for recruiting violations for teams that weren't even 500. They, they cheated and sucked under a guy named Jim Kreiner. They cheated and sucked. <laughs> it's still one of the most mystifying things I've ever seen. So, wait, wait, wait. You provided
0: recruits improper benefits and then still weren't good? Who does that? Well, they did that at Iowa well, State. They had, a, what, a multi-year 2,000-yard rusher and yes. Heisman can, uh, uh, runner-up candidate? Yes. And they didn't, they that team didn't even like make three, a bowl, Three Three, game,
1: three games, yeah. both, both years or something like that, yeah. What he's done there, and it's because I know the situation up there so well. Like, I could look at what Bill Snyder did at Kansas State and admire it from afar, but I didn't live there. I didn't cover the team. I'm not first person aware of what he had to do to get that team where it's at. I am at Iowa State. And that's why I'm that's why if I've got any job for any college football job in America my answer to your question would be can I get Matt Campbell to take my job and what would it take? If it's a pro job my answer would be and I don't understand why more teams don't do this. You know, from, it, it's a pretty tidy sum of money to own an NFL team, right? Yeah. 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 There's a saying, uh, tripping over um, uh, dollars to pick up dimes or pennies, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pay a couple billion now, maybe, for an NFL franchise. But I'll just pick a team that's good every year, the, the Steelers. The Steelers have a phenomenal general manager. They're good every year. You're right. I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go offer that guy 15, 20 million a year to be my general manager. I'll go get the guy who's like his second lieutenant who hasn't done anything and pay him two or three million a year and see how that works. I, I, I don't understand that. If I can afford an NFL franchise, you wonder how I'd run my team? I'm going to go and get the... I'm going to make all the best people tell me no because I'm going to offer them top dollar. Hey, what's 12, What's $20 million a year for uh, the, the most important position in your organization, general manager, for a league who it's a down year when the salary cap is $180 million? That's a stupid decision. I'm paying... I'm, paying, I'm, I'm going to guys that have proven they've already done it and I'm what's I'm offering them what the Cubs once gave Andre Dawson. Here's a blank check. You fill it out. That's what
0: I'm doing. This is a fascinating part of you. The more you get to know you, because you you absolutely love to beat people on the playing field of ideas, and you just like to beat people. Period. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, find the truth. Think. But you also this this is your poker side coming out. You just like to all yeah. all in buy the pot. Buy the pot basically. I'm
1: going to buy an NFL team and then I'm going to like I'm going to look at quarterly actuarial reports
0: after that. That's just dumb. See, notice I mean this is, Steve didn't talk about cl- clever offensive schemes or no. anything like he just said he he just went Johnny Manziel. Yes. That's all he did. If I bought an NFL team, dude, I came to drop bombs. That's all that's why I'm here.
1: I came to drop bombs. Well, Steve doesn't Jerry Jones. No, no, Jerry Jones thinks he's that guy. That's why they're never good. I'm, no, I'm going to go find the people that have proven they're already good. What's it take? Now, maybe I can't get the Steelers guy, but I bet you I can get the Seahawks guy. One of them's going to say yes. One of them will. Fill the numbers in. First one to fill in the numbers and sign it. Sold. You're in charge. If I know how to general manage the team, I do it myself. I'm the owner. I bought the team. I'm going to go then and buy the best people to run the team I just bought. That part I don't understand. But a lot of these guys do that. Now I'm going to go, because here's the other thing too. If I take your guy away, not only do I now have the best guy, but now you don't. (laughs) All right, So it works both ways. Could do a whole show on that, but that's a little window to my soul. That's how I would operate on all these things. If I have the kind of resources, I'm just going to get the best I can find on everything. Before we get out of here, remember, hey, it's the weekend. Kind of warming up in some place in the Midwest. We're going to hit the 30s. Right? Maybe you want to get but a jump. Look at you all know, optimistic know, about the I know, 30s. I know. Shamrock shakes. It's in the 30s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you're going to go out, get back involved in the real estate market, maybe go see a few houses, make sure you go in with a real estate agent that you can trust. It's uh, it, it, This is why Glenn Beck and some of his associates started the company, realestateagentsitrust.com because they kept going through this process with agents who promised a good game but then didn't deliver the promised results when they needed to the most. They don't want the same fate to befall you. So to make sure it doesn't, just about anywhere you're going to want to move in America we can find an agent for you whose track record of success has been full Fully vetted and validated so that you know, hey, this is a real estate agent that I can trust, especially during these unprecedented times. Bing. Thank you. And the name, where would you find that agent? Well, the name kind of says it all. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, We're going to stick around and uh, do the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. It's a Friday, so of course, best and worst of the week coming your way. If you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, go to blazetv.com slash dace. That's where you can become one, D-E-A-C-E. Get a, a discounted subscription to Blaze TV so you can watch today's overtime, but then also all the other exclusive content we do each day here at Blaze TV as well. And if you are a Blaze TV subscriber, that's where you can go to watch. Once we get it uploaded for you today, later this afternoon. Everybody have a great weekend. Back again on Monday, if Allah wills it. John 317. This is Steve Dace.
3: On the Blaze Radio Network.